Pepper Young's family. Pepper Young's family is the true-to-life story of your friends, the Youngs. We'll be with them in just a moment after this message. When Sam Young missed his train to Elmwood and paid a surprise visit to the office of Leroy and Morris, where he thought Kurt Bradley was employed, he received an unexpected shock, for he discovered that Kurt was not working there. Now Mr. Young has returned to the Hotel Somerset, where he suspects he will find Kurt Bradley in his room. He knocks at the door. Come in. Why, Sam, I thought you'd gone back to Elmwood. No, I... I missed the train. Well, say, that's fine. That gives us time for a little visit before I have to, uh, to nip back to the office. Uh, and... You don't have to play that game with me any longer. Play what game? Oh, you know, do you? Yes, I know. How did you find out? When I missed the train, I had several hours to kill, so I thought I'd have lunch with you, and I went over to the office to pick you up. And somebody told you I wasn't employed there. Yeah, somebody told me. Miss Wilson, she made it very clear that you did not work there. Kurt, you didn't have to go through this farce on my account. I know that, Sam. But, well, you did make it hard for me to come out with the facts. I did? Well, how was that? Well, you kept saying over and over again how good it made you feel to know I was all set. Remember? Yes, I, I guess I do, but why didn't you just say that the job fell through? I wanted to. I don't mind telling you now that it's all over. I'm glad to relax and be the simple and unadorned failure that I am. I guess I did push you into that role of time. Pride had a lot to do with it, too. Oh, no, Kurt. Pride wasn't in your mind at all. It, well, all you thought about was me, and you know it. Well, whatever I thought about, I didn't fool you after all. Well, you would have if I'd caught that train. And now, by gosh, Sam, I can go home with you. That's something. Of course you can. Start packing. Sam, it isn't going to knock the bottom out of things for you to find out I didn't land that job. Of course not, Kurt. It might have when I first came here, but, you know, just being in the hustle and bustle of Chicago's helped me a lot. I'm glad to hear you say that, Sam. The hardest thing I ever did was let you go this morning and stay on here knowing I hadn't a thing in sight. <laughs> You're a funny guy, do you know it? I guess we're a couple of funny guys. Boy, I feel good. I never look forward to going back to Elmwood as much as I do right this minute. Sam, if we don't get anything right away, what do you say we take a run up to the camp and get in some fishing? We can just lie around for a few days contemplating nature. Well, it sounds good to me, Kurt. Well, it sounds too good to be true. Yes? Come in. Uh, Mr. Bradley, I think that... Oh, oh Mr. Young. He, he's told you. Yes, Mr. Beach. And uh, now we're going home together. On the 3.30 train. 
Hey, John, don't look so worried. I'm going home. Oh, no, you're not. Oh, yes, I am. You bet he is. <laughs> I'm not going to leave him here alone while he's out of work. But he isn't out of work. Say that again, will you? You are not out of work. What are you talking about, anyhow? Miss Tilly Roy wants you to report for work tomorrow. Oh, hold on a minute. This isn't some kind of a gag, is no, it? Oh, no, it's no gag. Well, I think uh, Miss Wilson had a lot to do with it. She likes you, you know. When Mr. Young came over there today, and she heard that you'd been pretending to have a job with the firm in order to keep Mr. Young's spirits up, well, she went in and talked to Mr. Leroy about it. Well, say, Sam, maybe you're the one who landed me this job. Yeah, you certainly had a lot to do with it, Mr. Young. Well, my gosh, can you tie that? <laughs> and, uh, and I've got a job at Leroy's. I'm really to report for work tomorrow? That's right. Boy, is that good news. You know, your being set makes everything all right with the world, Kurt. I bet I can go back to Elmwood now and get a swell job myself. We'll be back with the Youngs in just a moment after this message. After Kurt Bradley put Mr. Young on the train for Elmwood, the long afternoon stretched before him. So, on an impulse, he took a bus out to Winnetka, thinking he might take a look at the Trent estate. And now, without any definite plan in mind, but with a strong desire to help the Youngs if he can, and smooth out the difficult situation which has arisen between the two families, he mounts the steps and rings. Yes, sir. Whom do you wish to see? Uh, Mr. Trent, is he at home? Uh, what name shall I give? Uh, Mr. Trent doesn't know me. My name is Curtis Bradley. I'm from Elmwood. Oh, very good, sir. Uh, will you wait here? Yes. Just tell him that I'm from Mr. Samuel Young's hometown, and I'm a friend of Mr. Young's. I'm his business partner. Yes, sir. Who is that, William? Oh, I didn't see you, Mrs. Trent. This gentleman, Mr. Bradley, says he's a partner of Mr. Young, Mr. Samuel Young. Oh, oh, I see. Well, I'll speak to him, Williams. I think perhaps you'd better not disturb Mr. Trent. He isn't feeling very well today. As a matter of fact, I'd rather speak to you, Mrs. Trent. Very well. Won't you step into the study? Yes, thank you. Now, you say you're a friend of Mr. Young's. I'm his best friend and business partner. My boy is staying with the Young's now while I'm here in Chicago. Oh, did Mr. Young ask you to come here? Oh, no. He'd have a fit if he knew I was here. But something pulled me in here, something stronger than myself. I think it was perhaps the fact that I hoped and prayed that I might meet you or Mr. Trent and tell you something about the Youngs. We already know a great deal about them, Mr. Bradley. I'm not so sure about that, Mrs. Trent. I'm sure that I can tell you a few things of great interest. I should like to hear them. In the first place, I've met your boy. You must be very proud of him, Mrs. Trent. Well, at the moment, we're a little disturbed about him. Because he's in love with Peggy Young. But you needn't be. I mean by that, you're the luckiest people I know. Really? Naturally, Mrs. Trent, you're prejudiced against me because you must be prejudiced against all things that have to do with the Youngs. But please bear with me just for a minute. I don't know whether you've ever been in a small town like Elmwood. I came from a small town, as a matter of fact. Well... Elmwood is like every other small town in the United States, I suppose. Although we people who live there think it's a little special. 
But you've got to make good in a small town or else everybody is down on you. You've got to be a citizen they look up to and respect or else the whole town knows it. I wish you'd come out to Elmwood sometime, Mrs. Trent, and see for yourself what kind of a citizen Sam Young is. I wish you'd see what sort of a place the Youngs have in the community. They've been there, well, for over 20 years now, and I don't suppose there's any member of any community who has more respect or more love or more admiration than the Youngs. Go on, Mr. Bradley. They've raised a family, a boy and a girl, and I dare say there are families as good in the United States, but I'll guarantee there are no families any better. They come a fine stock, and I say they represent all the traditions which stand for the best in America. Why are you telling me all this, Mr. Bradley? Because your son's in love with Peggy. Because no matter what you say or do, he's going to continue to be in love with her. He has a right to be. He'll never meet a girl her equal. Well, this is all very interesting, Mr. Bradley. But I feel Carter is too young to marry, or to even think about marriage. And I sincerely hope that this doesn't end seriously. I don't suppose it'll do any good, my seeing you, Mrs. Trent. But I had to come here and talk to you. Don't try to bake up your son's romance with Peggy. Don't let Mr. Trent break it up. It's the best thing that can happen to your boy, to marry a girl like Peggy Young. Believe me, Mrs. Trent, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. And if you don't believe me, and there's no reason why you should, I suppose... Oh, I do believe you, Mr. Bradley. If you have any doubts, whatever, please come to Elmwood yourself. See the kind of a place it is and the kind of people they are. Come and see that for yourself, Mrs. Trent, before turning thumbs down on them because they don't happen to have a fortune to match yours. We'll be back in a moment after this message. After Kurt Bradley had left, Mrs. Trent walked silently up and down the big room. We'll find out her decision next week on Pepper Young's family. Mrs. Trent is Claudia Morgan. Mr. Young, Bill Johnstone. Join us next week on Pepper Young's Family. Lee Stevens speaking. Pepper Young's Family is a production of Nano Radio.